Hey there, future fans, and welcome. It's episode 78 of Future Flicks with Billiam. We have a feast of foreign films this week. That's on top of the normal news and trailers, and we have a pick that's pretty obvious, but we have some other interesting movies to talk about first. It's the week of February 9th, 2018, and this is episode 78 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Alright everyone, welcome. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to the second episode in a row that we are releasing on a Wednesday. Yes, we, we have successfully made it back to the old release date. Let's see how long we can stick here. So let's open the show like we normally do with me saying, hey, if you're new, welcome to the show. Thank you for giving Future Flicks with Billiam a try. I am just a movie nerd with a microphone sitting in my room talking about movies. And on this show, I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week. I give my thoughts on it as well as tell you who's in it and the synopsis. I then give it a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score. This score is only based on anything that I've seen from the trailers. I haven't seen these movies at all. I'm just basing everything on how the movie has been sold to the public. I also go over any news that caught my eye and any trailers that caught my eye. But of course, I am not perfect, so sometimes I miss things, so then I throw it out to you, my listeners. Please let me know if I missed any news you think I should talk about, or if I missed a trailer you think I should have talked about. Hit me up, and how do you reach me? That's a great question. Let me give you a shorter version of the closing housekeeping. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN, and you can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on SoundCloud, on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page, on the Somewhat Nerdy website. And finally, how do you listen to the show? Well, you're already doing a good job because you're listening to my voice. You can also find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I've been promising for weeks now that I'm going to get back on YouTube and Tumblr, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Because, you know, I did get a couple listens on the tubes of you and a couple listens on Tumblr, I believe. So, you know what? If you prefer those ways of listening to me and I don't get off my dead ass and work on it, let me know. Hit me up. Go, hey, I would prefer to listen to you on YouTube or Tumblr. Get back on that. Now I'll go, all right, I hear you, and I'll do it just for you. Well, with that out of the way, let's jump into our first segment, which, as always, is the news. In some news from Slash Film, we got some information about the forthcoming Titans live-action TV series. Apparently, they've cast Raja Ghoul, and I- I'm excited for a Teen Titans TV show, since all we have now is a pathetic Teen Titans Go. But Raja Ghoul, really? That's a Batman villain. Quit putting him in non-Batman shows, goddammit. Of course, I know. Before anyone says anything, I know Raja Ghul has been a foe to more people than just Batman. I am aware. But when I think of Raja Ghul, I think of Batman first and foremost. Batman is the biggest 
Batman is the best, and we should give Raja Ghoul back to Batman. The Teen Titans have a great list of bad guys. Pull from that. Next in the news, this is terrible news from the playlist. Do you remember that movie Gone Baby Gone? Well, I hate to tell you, but a TV series is in the works. F***ing stop it. Stop turning good movies into shitty TV shows. Quit trying to find a way of turning an interesting idea into a procedural crime drama or a pathetic shadow of a good show like 24. Get your own f***ing ideas. Of course, it could be worse. They could have another Big Bang spinoff. So at least they're doing a TV show of a good movie instead of another spinoff of a shitty show. And another story from our friends at Slash Film. We have a title for Lethal Weapon 5 and then news that is probably not going to happen. Talks have stalled, according to director Richard Donner. He said they were in talks with Warner Brothers, but the talks have stalled after people in the legal department, I'm quoting him now, people in the legal department who do the negotiating in the most counterproductive way. That is who gets all the blame. He doesn't blame anyone else at Warner Brothers per se, because he says he, they put these people in charge of negotiations. The movie would have been called Lethal Finale, and he says this was going to be a dark and emotional movie, a definite end to the series that may never see the light of day. I mean, Lethal Weapon 4 wasn't a bad end to the series. I liked the movie. That was the one with Jet Li in it, and that was the one that ended with the Murtaugh's and the Riggs's in the, uh, in the infirmary. Oh, not infirmary. Where do you, where do you put the babies? The, um, not the NICU. Anyway, the baby part of the hospital. They were all in the baby part of the hospital, and they had a big family picture, and I thought that was a good ending. So I'm really torn. I would like to see what Richard Donner's vision is for the ending, but at the same time, it's not going to be happy. There's no way these two could have a happy ending. It's not going to work like that. So let's best walk away from five and leave the happy ending for four. It may not be the ending the director wanted, but it's the ending we get. And finally, another slash film story. They've been really hitting it out the park this week. Paramount has signed Leonardo DiCaprio to star in a Leonardo da Vinci movie. Though we all know the true story, da Vinci was an idiot robot who came to Earth. Then in the year 3002... Or was it later? In the year 3000, some, somewhere in the early 3000s, a intergalactic delivery company took a trip to Leonardo da Vinci's home planet. Well, that is it for the news, everyone. Let's take a moment to step into the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. We only have three trailers of note this week, folks, and one of them is a TV show. But the first trailer in the trove is a Netflix original film called Irreplaceable You that's coming to Netflix on February 16th. Some sites claim that's coming to theaters as well, but it's still kind of up in the air on what it will do. Will it hit both or will it hit theaters first and then Netflix? Though a lot of sources I trust are saying that it is coming to Netflix too, as well as theaters. And that's good news for you, because if this movie interests you at all, then watch it on Netflix, because it doesn't seem the type you need to watch in a theater. This is set to star Gugu Mbantha-Ra, Michael Huisman, Steve Coogan and Jackie Weaver, as well as Christopher Walken and Kate McKinnon. It's about a young couple who have known each other since they were eight, and one day Abby, the young woman, finds out she has cancer and it doesn't look good. She sets out trying to prepare her boyfriend for life without her, but people question, should she be focusing on the now instead of after she's gone? So yeah, it's going to be really happy. Let's let's just put the tissues away. We won't need it for this one. 
just smiles all around. We have a second trailer. This is for the TV show, a Hulu original series called Castle Rock. If that sounds familiar, it's because I've mentioned it before. This is the second trailer that shows us a bit more, but still not enough to spoil anything. What we do know now is that Shawshank is involved in this film. And yes, for those of you who did not know, the Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King movie, technically. It's based off a short story of his. And, and that's one we tend to forget. We, we give Stephen King movies a lot of because they are super hit or miss. I mean, super hit or miss. There have been some garbage adaptations. There have some, been some really good ones. And there have been some that are so campy, they're good. The Shawshank Redemption is one of the best films of all time. If you look on anyone's list, it's going to be up there. And it's easy to forget that it's a Stephen King film. Just because from him, we're really used to horror. We're not used to movies like that. Anyway, finally, we have an announcement slash teaser trailer for The First Purge. This is a movie about how The Purge got started. This is going to hit theaters on July 4th and stars Marissa Tomei. There's not much to see at all in this teaser, just mainly to get you stoked for the actual trailer, which doesn't have a release date yet. And actually, folks, I forgot there are two things I didn't that didn't occur to me to mention. Did you watch the Super Bowl? If you watched the big game and if you stuck around for the commercials, which you should have done, we got a first actual look at Solo. So what we had during the game was a TV spot. TV spots are different than from trailers. Just because they're shorter, they show bigger, flashier things to get you intrigued, while generally trailers try to spin a narrative. The TV spot was interesting, and today, I'm recording this on Monday, um, on Monday we got a full teaser trailer. So again, teaser trailers come in between TV spots and trailers. They're a little shorter, but show more. And oh my God, am I excited. I was so worried for a while because we had no word at all about what the movie was about and what it looked like or anything. This is the longest we've gone and the closest we've gotten to a release date before seeing a trailer. Now, people are already ready to hate this. They take what I call the danger approach. Now, if you listen to Somewhat Nerdy Radio, which you should, you know that the golden voice god on that show, Danger, doesn't like any of the new Star Wars. So he's a lot like your typical Star Wars fan. He likes the old stuff, he likes the original trilogy, and bits of the prequel trilogy, and that's really it. But my future friends, do not listen to those naysayers. If you want to look forward to this movie, if you think it looks good, then do so. F what all those other people say. If you don't think it looks interesting, then sure, don't go see it. Don't be stoked. But don't try to sh** on other people's love for this series. And I know I sh** on quite a few series. And so it, it seems like it's almost hypocritical coming from me. But at the same time, with a type of stuff I hate, there's not some subculture around it that hates it. And also the main people who hate it of what, the things I hate aren't also fans with sarcastic air quotes. And I can't believe I forgot to mention things from the Super Bowl because we have a lot more to talk about from that. We had a trailer for Krypton. This is the sci-fi original series that takes place uh, with Clark Kent's grandfather, I believe. So this is about the time when Krypton was you know, still 
alive, still there. And the way they get around any paradoxes with times and storylines and anything is because they're doing it the same way or a similar way to the way Star Trek did it. Where things are changed because someone comes back in time. I think it looks good, but of course I'm a DC fan. I realize that they don't do great work, but their work is still entertaining. But critics and a lot of fans can't grasp that. They can't just enjoy something. People are so ready to sh** on DC and so ready to just blow their load all over Marvel that it it's kind of stupid. But anyway, let's talk about more Marvel stuff that you're ready to blow your load over. And I am too. We got a teaser for Infinity War and oh my god, does it look great. I still fear that it's going to be just a mess because we have all of these characters, every character in the Marvel Universe and new people they're bringing in just for this movie, all will be in it. And I think it's going to be a cluster, f but a beautiful cluster. F a lot of these were teasers and TV spots. I'm just going to go over them really quickly. You can easily find them on YouTube. We had a teaser for a movie called Skyscraper with The Rock in it. This basically looks like if The Rock wanted to be in Die Hard. Most of it takes place in a skyscraper, go figure. And The Rock has to get to his family who's in danger and he has to kill every motherfucker on the way. I'm gonna see this because it's The Rock. I see every movie he does, which is interesting because that ties into the question of the week, but let's move on with the teasers. The next one we had was for Mission Impossible Fallout, which again, guess what? I think it's going to be great. I really like the Mission Impossible series. I think two was the weakest in the series. One was good. Three set a new pace for the series, being an over-the-top action series. One, the first one was a little more classic Mission Impossible, what we expected from the show. Two, sure happened, it was a movie. And three and on became the blockbuster series we know it as now. The good thing is, you know if you like this or not. If you did not like the last two, if you did not like any of them, you're not going to like this. There, easy peasy. And guess what? I understand if you don't like it. I get it. I happen to love this series. And if you don't, then this is probably going to be the, my pick of the week when it comes out. So you may want to pay harder attention to all the other movies coming out that week if you want something to watch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we still have trailers to talk about from the Super Bowl. And the next one is actually a warning. If you missed this, try not to watch it unless you don't care about possible spoilers. That was the trailer for the new Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom. Now this trailer showed a lot. I think it showed what normally would have been a very exciting, very, to use a buzzword, triumphant feeling moment in the film. Like, oh no, we're in grave peril. What could possibly save us? Not Deus Ex Machina, but something we set up earlier in the film. But guess what? The trailer spoiled it for us, so we know. Twice, in fact. This trailer was so sloppy, it gives away way too much that I know. That trailer guy, our beloved trailer guy, had nothing to do with this. And in fact, it was his evil twin, Trailer Bro. Yes, that popped collar, faux hawk, douchebag, Trailer Bro, f***ed up this trailer for everyone. So once again, if you don't care about possible spoilers, then watch away. It was a fun trailer, it really was. But if you do, stay the hell away. But I still have to be honest, even though I said it was a fun trailer, this movie still doesn't interest me that much. Yeah, sure, I'm going to watch it. I will definitely watch this in theaters. I will definitely watch it opening week or weekend. But as it stands now, I don't care. 
it feels too contrived. It feels too forced. I liked the story from Jurassic World. I thought it was good. I liked the story from the first three Jurassic Park movies. I thought those were good. This one feels like they're trying too hard. Uh, hopefully they'll prove me wrong. Hopefully it will prove that they just had bad trailers, that trailer bro up hardcore, and they had a good movie on their hands. I, I hope that's what it is. So just in case you want to watch some of these that I'm talking about, I found a YouTube channel called Film Select Trailer that had a collection of all the Super Bowl movie trailers and then even breaks it down based on time. So if you want to watch a certain one or if you want to skip one, you will know when to start, when to stop. I will post that in the show notes. I'll definitely try, but if I forget, if I forget, once again, the channel is called Film Select Trailer, not a sponsor, and the video is called All Super Bowl Movie Trailers 2018. Very inventive title, but no, I'm sorry, that was a bad joke because it was a good title. It tells us exactly what's in it. After Jurassic World 2, we had the Cloverfield Paradox. This is another Cloverfield movie. This is the one that had been taken off the release schedule many times as the one had been bounced around and finally after it had been taken out of the release schedule permanently netflix picked it up this answers the question of what happened after the first one next we had a teaser for a movie called a quiet place this stars emily blunt and john krasinski of all people this seems like a post-apocalyptic thriller uh, they, they try to, some places try to sell it as a horror. I don't think it's a full-on horror. I think it's more of a thriller. And we've been over the differences of that before. If you have any questions, of course, let me know. I'll go over it again. But in this one, it feels like that they're running from clickers. From The Last of Us. But not actually clickers. Something else unknown. So in this world, these people have to be very silent. Because any noise they make will attract these things that are following them. It looks like a movie with minimal dialogue and a lot of focus on the quiet and what comes after you when the quiet is broken. I'll see this. Um, it looks like it's going to be just a mediocre thriller, but it still looks like, sure, why not? It'll be fun. This comes out April 6th. We had two extra trailers added on. We had the Red Sparrow or Red Sparrow, another one for that, another mediocre looking Jennifer Lawrence movie where she plays her normal, uninteresting, boring, shitty actress self, this time with a bad accent. Okay, honestly, the accent wasn't that bad. I've heard a lot in the way of accents that have been a lot worse. But once again, she's just herself, boring and uninteresting. I have no need to see this. And then we finally saw the full Dundee trailer for the movie that's not a movie. That, and that seemed to be a theme with Super Bowl commercials, if you've noticed that. A lot of the commercials were self-aware, especially Tide had a lot of those. They kept saying, oh, this is a Tide ad. This isn't actually a car commercial or a medication commercial. It's a Tide ad. Well, Dundee had the same thing going. It had this, what looked like it was going to be an actual movie. And then they were sitting around in this restaurant in Australia and then you had Danny McBride go oh I get it I'm not in a movie we're in an ad for Australia and it was really clever it would have been more clever if it happened earlier on before all of these other companies got to it and did the same thing but still it was worth a watch and finally Westworld season two got a teaser trailer so if you liked the first season then you will like the second season it looks great well future friends that is it for the trailer trove, I know it was longer than I said it was going to be initially, but I forgot about all those Super Bowl ads because I have my notes done already and the Super Bowl was yesterday and I didn't have a chance to add it in. So sorry for the confusion, but let's take a break. Let's go to our first break of the show where we listen to a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. 
Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, welcome back. Uh, Before we get into the movies that are actually hitting theaters this week, I want to talk about one that was a straight to VOD. That surprised me. I thought this was going to be a theatrical release. I thought that they were going to try and milk it for all it's worth, but I guess not. That movie is called Woody Woodpecker. So this stars Timothy Amundsen from Psych. And that's really it. A couple of the other people in the movie did some stuff. Um, This is coming to Blu-ray and DVD on the 6th, so by the time you're listening to this, this is already out. I don't really care enough to do a full segment on it. I just mentioned Woody Woodpecker because some people may be fond for it due to their childhood, watching it growing up. But this looks like a stupid movie. So if you need a stupid movie to watch with your family, something non-offensive, something that is partly from our time, even though technically Woody Woodpecker is from like the 50s, I think, but... You know, we grew up on him if you're th- if you're from the 90s, 80s and 90s. So this could be something to watch with your family. This got a theatrical release in Brazil because apparently in Brazil, Woody Woodpecker is huge. There's another movie coming out straight to video called The Accident Man. I, I watch a trailer. I didn't give a flying shit about it. So that's all I'm going to mention. But we do have quite a few foreign flicks coming out this week. So let's start with the first one called La Boda de Valentina, also known as Valentina's wedding. Valentina and Jason are going to get married, but first he has to meet her family, and with that comes her ex. The ex still has feelings for Valentina and starts a rivalry with Jason. All the while, Valentina is caught up in the middle and starts to question her choices. This is a Mexican movie, and you know what? We've seen movies like this before. In fact, we've seen movies like this from Mexico before. We've seen movies like this from America before. This is a basic plot. Valentina is supposed to be torn because, oh yeah, this guy from her past, this guy that they had a hot and heavy relationship, he has come back, reminds her what they had together, and she's like, well, he's different from my current guy, but I love my current guy, but this guy was, oh man, he, I don't know, he f***ed like a stallion, I don't know what he did, but in the end, she's going to choose the guy that doesn't f*** like a stallion, maybe he does, I don't know, no, but seriously, that's the movie, unless this movie is going to be surprising and she dumps him for the other guy, In which case, what kind of lesson did she learn? How did she grow in this story unless she realized the guy was waiting for her the whole time? But no, this movie is boring, it's been done before, and it's in a foreign language, which which means you'll either have to know Spanish, read subtitles, which may not normally be a bad thing, but when it comes attached to a movie that you've seen a million times, it becomes a bad thing. It's just more of a hassle for something that's not worth it. La Boda de Valentina, or Valentina's Wedding, gets a 3 out of 11. Alright, next up this week is a movie from India. You may remember that I've talked about this before, and now it's actually coming out. It's getting a full release this week, or or full, quote-unquote. It's still limited, but it's going to be wider than it was before. That movie is called Padman. So yeah, I I talked about this last week. It's the true story of the man who brought low-cost sanitary pads to rural India. This film takes place in the late 90s. Women still used dirty rags back then and leftover newspapers to help with their menstrual cycles. And that is 
fucking disgusting. That is the fucking 90s, okay? How the hell were countries still doing that back then? Well, apparently India was. And God help any other country that didn't have some sanitary solution for the time of the month. I would expect that from some super third world men own women sort of country. I mean, India is not perfect. It wasn't perfect then. It's not perfect now. Hell, America is not perfect now and it wasn't perfect then. But I expected more as far as that goes. So yes, I do believe this guy deserves awards. He deserves parades thrown for him because he wanted a solution for something that no one tried to find a solution for before. But just because I'm glad he got his own movie doesn't mean I want to see it. This does look a lot better than I thought it was. It is a biographical comedy with a hint of drama in it. But ladies and gentlemen, unless you are really interested in this topic, this is not the sort of movie you should go out and put effort into seeing. Though I do really like a quote from the movie where he says, Half hour, men bleeding like women, they straight die. And I quoted that exactly from the film. So to explain it in proper English, just in case you didn't get the gist, he's saying that if men had to go through what women did, they would just die. This is why we have terms like man flu, ladies and gentlemen. But that was just my favorite quote. And I still don't think I'll ever watch this movie. If I just so happen to stumble upon it sometime, then yeah, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe if someone goes, hey, Billiam, come on over. We're going to watch this movie we found from India and we're going to drink a little bit. I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'm going over. I will do that. But anything else, I will not put that much effort into seeing this because uh, it doesn't look good enough for me to try. Padman gets a 5 out of 11. Next up, we have our second movie from India of the week, and it's called Ayare. Jai is an intelligence officer who betrays his country and threatens to bring it down. Abe is his colonel who is trying to bring him in before he does anything that can't be undone. Abe is on the hunt, but Jai is always one step ahead. So do you remember this movie from 2014 called The November Man with Pierce Brosnan, where he plays a retired spy brought back into the fold to catch his old protege who's turned rogue? This is that same movie. This is the same movie, but just from India. The November Man was a mediocre action crime thriller. And this looks the same. Because you know what? I don't know how many movies like this India has. This could be a very original movie for them. But I can't talk about these movies and do it justice in terms of their home country. Because I have no idea what it's like over there in any of these countries for movies. We only get a fraction of movies that these other countries do. So this could be the first ever movie like this. It could be f***ing groundbreaking. This could be amazing. Like, oh, wow, how has no one thought of this movie before? Or this could be the second one this year. I don't know. But remember, folks, anytime I talk about a foreign movie, I am judging it based on watching it in America, judging it based off movies that have been released in America, and also judging it based on the fact that for foreign films, you will have to search a little harder to find them. Because, of course, you would never, ever pirate anything, not at all. So since you want to do it the legitimate way, you have to find a theater that would play it. That is why a lot of these foreign films have lower scores. It's not based just on quality like it would be for an American film. It's based on the quality and how much effort you would have to put in to see it. Though a good movie is always a good movie and a bad movie is always a bad movie. So I will always be fair to these films. But when I'm recommending it to you, when I'm recommending it to the world, because the world listens to Future Flicks with Billiam, 
No, no, they don't. But when I'm recommending this movie, I have to keep a lot of things in mind. And this movie has way too much going against it. It doesn't look like one of those super cheesy, stereotypical Bollywood action films. So that has something going for it. But what's going against it is the fact that we've seen this movie before. And if you wanted to see this one, it would be harder to find. Ayare gets a 4 out of 11. Before we jump into the next movie, you will sometimes notice that I like more movies from certain countries. Oftentimes, I am very kind to India because they have some fantastic looking movies coming over here. Do I get to see them all? No. Do I get to see even a small fraction of them? No. Do I get to see some? Yes, I do. But you'll forgive me if I don't write a review for it because I'm not sure how many people will be waiting to read Billiam's view on some obscure Indian movie. So I tend to like Indian movies. I also tend to like movies from this next country. The next movie on the list is called Before We Vanish. Three aliens come to Earth. They are the advanced team that lands before a mass invasion begins. They possess human bodies and start paving the way for the others. This is a movie from Japan, and Japan is... I mean, God bless them. Japan can do some amazing movies. They can do Your Name as far as anime goes. They can do Ringu as far as horror goes. They can do Ichi the Killer. They can do Battle Royale. They can do a lot of really good movies, or at least really fun movies. And then they can do something like this that I'm not really sure about. Normally when I talk about movies from Japan, I have to be prepared to take a step back because I've grown up on Japanese movies. Being Japanese myself, I made a point to watch Japanese movies growing up. So for me, the style and typical story arcs, the typical characters, things like that may be very familiar. For the rest of you, it may not be, so I always have to keep that in mind. But with this movie, I don't know what to think. And I think there's there's an equal chance that this can be a f***ing phenomenal movie, or it could just be a terrible piece of sh**, and I don't know where it's gonna land. And that's my job here! I'm supposed to tell you what kind of movie it's gonna be, I'm supposed to recommend it to you, but I don't know. There are parts of the trailer where I was like, yeah, this movie's going to be great. I'm going to watch this movie in the theaters and I'm going to have a huge nerd boner while watching it. And there were other parts of the trailer where I was sitting there going, why? Why would you do this? This looks terrible. I would never, ever watch this film. And at the end of the trailer, I'm left going, okay, now what? What do I think now? And the fact of the matter is, I don't know. And my future fans, if you've been listening for a while, we have come across situations like this before where I'm just stupefied or I'm like, I don't know. And after that, we always come to the same conclusion. If I don't know, then I cannot recommend this movie. It is the job of the trailer. It is the job of the people trying to sell this movie to convince me to see this. That is obvious. We know that much. And if they leave me sitting on the fence, then they didn't do a good enough job. Parts of the trailer impressed me and I think it's going to look good. Parts of the trailer bored me to tears and I thought it looked stupid. There was not enough one way or the other to help me make up my mind and that is why we come to this conclusion. And it's also why I'm not going to talk more about it. Before We Vanish gets a 4.5 out of 11. And we have one movie before the break and it's the final foreign film. This one is from our good friends across the pond in the United Kingdom. And the final movie before the break is called Monster Family. The Wishbone family isn't exactly the ideal happy family. They have their problems. One day the mother signs them up for a costume contest 
and after they get kicked out of the costume contest, a witch turns them all into the monsters they were pretending to be. The family must learn to come together if they hope to break the curse. This features the voices of Emily Watson, Jason Isaacs, Nick Frost, Jessica Brown Finley, and Catherine Tate. And welcome to the straight-to-DVD rip-off version of Hotel Transylvania. Okay, obviously the, the main plot is different, but I just get a strong Hotel Transylvania vibe from this, and I wonder why. Could it be we're watching an animated film about monsters? Maybe. But classic Universal-style monsters, so that way we won't throw Monsters, Inc. into the mix as well. No, no, what we have here is a poorly thought out and poorly animated idea that was wrapped up in a dollar store bow and presented like it's supposed to be good. If you've never heard of this movie, don't be surprised. I had not heard about this until I started doing the notes for this episode. I have never seen a trailer for it. I have never read anything about it. Nothing about it in total film, nothing about it on Reddit. But yet, here we are with this film that feels familiar even if the plot is different from what we're comparing it to. And if the plot was good, that would be one thing, but this is so typical. How many times is love or familial love or people coming together what breaks a curse? I mean, Shrek had, a, a at the bare bones, a basic plot, but they did it really really well and it became one of the best animated series around this movie took a contrived plot and did nothing with it the animation looks mediocre the voice acting sounds phoned in there's no reason to see this if you have kids and want to watch a movie and woody woodpecker doesn't suit you then there's a better movie coming out after the break or hell watch hotel transylvania instead there is no reason to watch this movie unless you need to watch everything that Jason Isaacs, Nick Frost, Emily Watson, Jesse, blah, 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 all those people are in. This movie looks like and it's going to be Monster Family gets a 1 out of 11. And that is it for the first half of the movies, ladies and gentlemen. Let us jump into the final break where we hear a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle and the Watch Your Mouth podcast. We'll be back with the rest of the movies and the question of the week. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomeoneNerdy.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall -wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of- Shut the f*** 
up. How the f did we get here? Fuck all that. Fuck a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wimpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And welcome back to the show. Did you miss me? Were you starting to worry? Were you like, where's Billiam? Who are these other people talking? I am scared. Well, fear not, because we're back. We're back with the next movie of the week, which is called Peter Rabbit. Peter wants to sneak into Mr. McGregor's garden, but the man takes the guarding of his garden seriously. The two have an all-out war, all the while pretending to be nice in front of B, a woman who they both like. This stars Domino Gleason from Star Wars The Last Jedi, Rose Byrne from Neighbors, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park, and features the voices of James Corden, Margot Robbie, Daisy Ridley, Elizabeth Debicki, and Sia. Peter Rabbit, yes, I said that if you really needed to take your kids to see a movie, there was something better. This is it. I still don't want to see it, but this is sure is better than Monster whatever. I don't even care enough to scroll back up and see what the name was. F*** it. F*** that movie. This one looks better, but still, it does something that bugs me. And please, someone out there, correct me if I am wrong. But I don't remember half the sh** I saw in the trailer in the Peter Rabbit book. It's true, I haven't read the book since I was a little kid, but you know what? I don't remember a lot of it. And sure, they have to update it for the modern audience. They have to have it take place in modern times. I understand that much. But you know what? I don't remember the character of B. I don't remember the fact that Mr. McGregor was all into her and was trying to act nice to Peter Rabbit. I don't remember their battle being so battle-like. I don't remember all the other characters having such big roles. Now, keep in mind, what I'm talking about is one of my pet peeves. And one of my pet peeves is when you want to make a movie based on a book or something like that, especially children's books, and then you go, okay, we're doing a we're doing a Peter Rabbit movie, but we're going to do whatever the f*** we want, and f*** the original story straight to hell. That's what I don't like. If you want to do your own thing, at least hint that you're doing your own thing in the title. Put a subtitle in, Peter Rabbit and the not the f***ing book you remember. Peter Rabbit and the shameless need for comedy. Peter Rabbit and the how much f***ing slapstick can we put in one movie. And that's why this bothers me so much. Even though I would recommend it over the monster movie and Woody Woodpecker doesn't mean that this is going to be a good movie. It may be fun for children. And sure, yeah, if your kids want to see this, let them see it. It looks like it would be enjoyable for children. But I am not a child. I do not have children yet. Now that we've established those two things, I am looking at this as an adult. And an adult that still goes to see kids movies. And this is not one that I would see nor is it one that I would recommend to anyone. Unless, caveat, you have children. If you have kids, I think this would be a fine outing with them. I think this would be a nice, mostly wholesome movie with enough action to keep you awake in it, with enough good actors in it to make it not terrible, and enough flashy animation to keep the kids intrigued. I think it would be good for that. But for the rest of us who don't have kids, or who are not also children, don't see this. Peter Rabbit gets a 5.5 out of 11. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have two movies left. Two movies left. One can be the pick, and the other is Fifty Shades Freed. And I have the subtitle for it, Fifty Shades Freed. This time, it's spousal abuse. You all know how I feel about this movie. You know how I feel about the series. I hate this movie for many, 
many reasons. And just in case you're new, please understand that I gave this an honest chance. I did. I tried to read the book. It was terrible. It was poorly written. Everything about it was bad. I tried to watch the first movie and it was terrible. Terrible acting with a terrible story. The movie had no saving grace. But let me be fair, let me treat this movie fairly and at least give you the premise. Anastasia and Christian get married, but Jack Hyde continues to threaten their relationship. Are you f***ing kidding me? What kind of f***ing name is that? Jack Hyde? Oh, we get it. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, he's evil. F*** you, E.L. James. You are a shitty author and you should be embarrassed. You all know I'm quite opinionated, but I'm also willing to write a lot off to differences in taste. I don't like Michael Bay. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence. Other people do. While I do think they're wrong, that's your choice. I still reserve the right to make fun of you and make fun of them because it's my show, but at the same time, I sure, I get it. Whatever. You like it. This? This? You are wrong. You like a shitty fan fiction. A shitty Twilight fan fiction. A shitty smutty Twilight fan fiction turned into a movie with shitty actors in it, and the whole story is all about abuse. Not BDSM, nothing to do with it. The BDSM community hates this movie because it gives the wrong impression of what they're about. This movie has nothing going for it. The best thing I can say about it is that it's done. It is f***ing done. We will not see this cancer again on our screen. The best thing to come out of the Fifty Shades of Grey series was my review of the first movie. And it was f***ing hilarious because I came up with a whole bunch of different names for Anastasia Steele. Because let's face it, Steele is another word for dick. So let's go. Let's do some more. Anastasia Sausage. Anastasia Joystick. Anastasia Love Shaft. Anastasia Man Muscle. Anastasia Skin Flute. Anastasia Tally Whacker. And finally, Anastasia Yogurt Slinger. Ladies and gentlemen, this series is sh And once again, it is the only time where I will truly mean it, truly mean it, when I say if you like it, you are wrong. Fifty Shades Freed doesn't get a score. It is not worthy of a score. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm done. I'm a little tired now. Got that all out of my system. Good. That was the last time I get to do that. Unless God help us, they do another one, in which case I will have a whole show's worth of ways to say penis. But let's wrap this up. Before we get to the question of the week, we have the pick of the week. And this was a weak week. It really was. A weak movie week. But the best looking movie of the week is The 1517 to Paris. This is based on the true story of three Americans who discover a terrorist plot while aboard a train in France. This stars the real-life heroes Spencer Stone, Anthony Sadler, and Alec Scarlatos, but it also stars actors and actresses. Jenna Fisher from The Office, Judy Greer from Ant-Man, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911, Jaleel White from Family Matters, and Tony Hale from Arrested Development. This is a movie that was directed by Clint Eastwood, and that really was its big selling point. And I think it's truly safe to say that we really don't give a sh** about Clint Eastwood anymore. Okay, okay, let me, let me back this up. Let me, let me say something. The man is a legend. The ma Clint Eastwood has done some amazing movies. He is a Hollywood treasure. 
Unforgiven, Bridges of Madison County, Million Dollar Baby, Grand Torino, Heartbreak Ridge, all of these great movies. Movies that will never be forgotten. But what I'm saying is that putting Clint Eastwood's name on something is no longer enough to sell the movie. What sells movies now is a fact that his, his directorial work is good. So it's a sheer fact that what he does is good and not with his name being attached to it at all. He did Sully. He did American Sniper. He did Jersey Boys, J. Edgar, Invictus, Gran Torino, Changeling, Letters from Iwo Jima, Flags of Our Fathers, Million Dollar Baby, Mystic River, Unforgiven, Absolute Power. Some of his best movies he's directed. So I kind of have to say this movie was not on my radar because the first time I heard about it, the big selling point was, hey, Clint Eastwood. And I remember going, huh, oh, cool. And just forgetting about it. But now that I'm doing this show, now that it's back on my radar, I have to say it, it doesn't look that bad. It definitely looks like something I'll try and watch when it comes out on streaming. It, it really doesn't look like a theater movie. And I was also concerned when I heard that the real life people were going to be in this because guess what? They're not actors. But from the looks of the trailer, unless Trailer Guy is working his voodoo witchcraft, from the looks of the trailer, they do a pretty good job. Maybe it's because it was so familiar to them. Maybe it was Clint Eastwood's wonderful directing. Maybe it was the script that somehow resonated with them. But they look like they do a good job. You don't see a lot of the other actors that I mentioned in the trailer. It's really about these three guys. And the whole movie doesn't revolve around just their time on the train. It revolves around their whole life and what led to this point. The movie, and I'm assuming the book it's based on, is spinning this narrative that this was somehow their destiny. And while personally I don't believe in destiny, I'm not going to hold this against them. So this movie is feeding us this story that these three young men were meant to do this and were put on this train for the purpose of stopping the terrorist attack. They are, without a doubt, heroes. But that doesn't mean this is a movie you have to see. I do think you should put this on your list to watch later, because, like I said, Clint Eastwood does good directing work. So let's finish this up. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a movie that could be good on our hands. Not good enough to see in theaters, but good enough to watch later. If you want to watch a new movie this week, I recommend finding something else. Watch Jumanji, it's still in theaters. Watch The Maze Runner, Winchester, Greatest Showman, Hostels, The Post, Twelve Strong, Den of Thieves, Shape of Water. Hell, Paddington 2, why not? But you know what, if you do see this movie, if something about it really resonated with you, if you went f yeah, I want to watch this, then let me know. Tell me what you think. And always, if you have movie recommendations for me, let me know. I will make a point to watch them. And Brian Q, I know I'm opening up a potential can of worms with that for you. But even you, anyone, hey, recommend something. But let's wrap this up and let me tell you my score. The 1517 to Paris gets a 7 out of 11. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, my future fans, it is time for the question of the week. And if you don't remember, let me reiterate it for you. The question of last week was, which actor do you always make a point to see their movies? The first answer comes from Critter. That's right, somewhat nerdy and watch your mouth's very own Critter. He says, Schwarzenegger movies. Ever since I was a kid and saw Predator, and it became even more solidified after seeing Terminator and Terminator 2, all of his movies have been ones I make a point to see. And I get that. I get that. Growing up, 
I also made a point to see a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. That's how I saw Last Action Hero, which is a great movie. And even his not so great ones like End of Days. He does entertaining movies, movies that if they're not good are at the very least entertaining. We also got a kind of answer from Brian Q. He says, sorry, I'm of no help with the question this week. I often miss movies that I really want to watch and see movies that I'm indifferent about. And that sure is a way to do it. But honestly, I've gone through times like that. There are movies I really wanted to see, but something happened and I end up seeing something else. I get that. But thank you for answering anyway. I really appreciate the back and forth. I appreciate you responding. And that was it for the responses this week. I actually thought we had more and I actually tweeted someone. I'm not going to be a dick and call them out on the show because, hey, if you don't have an answer, you don't have an answer. But I feel like I'm going crazy. I know there was something else. So, you know, as always, if I miss your answer, if I am a cold-hearted meanie jerk and don't say your answer on the air, let me know. Well, it's time for my answer. And a lot of you may think you know my answer. It would either be one of my man crushes, right? Matt Damon or Ewan McGregor. But honestly, the actor that I always make a point to see their movies in theaters, except for the last one, I I had some plans fall through with the last movie this person was in and didn't end up seeing it. So, except for the last one, I always make a point to see the movies The Rock is in. Because even his bad movies are entertaining. So worst case scenario, you watch a fun movie. Best case scenario, you watch a really good movie. Well, it is time for a new question of the week. And seeing as how we had a sh- ton of trailers for the Super Bowl, I can't help but wonder, what movie that had a trailer during the Super Bowl are you looking forward to the most? So what movie that had a trailer in the Super Bowl are you looking forward to the most? Well, let's move on with the closing housekeeping and send you on your way to the next show you're going to listen to. Will it be someone nerdy radio, nerds of squared circle, watch your mouth, or am I the last one on your list? Who knows? Either way, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you're a first time listener, thank you for giving it a shot. I hope you come back next week. And for all of my return listeners, I appreciate you returning every week to listen to what I have to say. So how do you listen to this show? Well, like I said earlier, you're already doing a good job. You're hearing my voice, but you can also find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give your podcast a rating. I I would love five stars. It really does help the show grow. Uh, This is the number that a lot of advertisers, a lot of people look at, And also, if you get enough likes, or not likes, if you get enough five-star ratings, you'll get put on the iTunes new and noteworthy section. And I believe we can get there. I believe the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network and the Watch Your Mouth Show can all get on that one day with your help. If you've already rated the show, thank you very much. Not all of you left a comment, so I'm not sure who you are, but I really appreciate it. Well, how do you reach me? And why would you want to reach me? Well, you can reach me to answer the question of the week. You can reach me to just say anything. Or, hey, what's up? Or, hey, I don't feel like a movie tonight. What should I watch? You can reach me through Twitter and Instagram, BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. You can hit me up on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page or leave a comment on SoundCloud or leave a comment on the Somewhat Nerdy website. Be sure to check out all the other shows on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. That is Somewhat Nerdy Radio, a bi-weekly awesome show about general nerd culture. 
and the Nerds at the Squared Circle, a weekly wrestling podcast. Don't forget to check out the bromance of the show, the Watch Your Mouth podcast, a fantastic show full of people who swear for really good reasons. Don't forget to check the Somewhat Nerdy website for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. I'll see you in the future.